Hey family, if you are an educator, a teacher, a principal, an education consultant, I have something so special that you cannot find anywhere else that is coming to your phone, your iPad, your desktop. I am bringing together my squad. I'm bringing together my team. I'm bringing together some folks who you can identify with because they were in the classroom in schools and education organizations just like you and now they are running six and seven figure education consulting businesses. I am Dr. Erica Jordan Thomas and welcome to the Seven Figure Educator Podcast. During today's episode, I wanted to talk about something that might make you feel uncomfortable and that is releasing control. The reason why I wanted to have an episode around this topic is because one of the realizations that I had on my way to seven figures, and I'm still having, is that in order to grow your company to and through the seven figure mark, you have to give up control. I think there's a misconception that folks can control their way to seven figures when that is the easiest recipe for burnout, exhaustion, and frustration. So during today's episode, I wanted to share with you a few tips around how you can release control in your business, examples of releasing control in your business to be able to position you and set you up for your seven-figure education consulting business. So the first example of releasing control or the first way to release control is through hiring team members to support client delivery. And I want to be clear, hiring in any way is releasing control, but I think there is a specific nuance to when you're hiring team members that support client delivery, there's a different type of risk. Because when you are hiring team members that support client delivery, if there's a misstep that's made, it's now public. Now your clients see it, right? Versus when you're hiring maybe operations or an admin team member, someone who's behind the scenes and they make a mistake, No one outward facing to the company really sees that. However, hiring your team, hiring members of your team to support client delivery is necessary in order to grow to seven figures. Because the only way to be able to serve your clients and serve them well and serve them at mass is if there are other people who are serving them just like you. And I think some of the fear that people have behind hiring folks to support client delivery is that they have a fear of what if they can't serve my clients the way that I do. And my response to that is that's why you interview well and you onboard well. So that's why I wanted to share an example of how I have onboarded and trained my coaches on my team as a way to support them being able to show up for our clients and being able to show up in the way in which I would show up for our clients. So I have two program coaches on my team and a part of their hiring process was a performance task where they actually had to submit a piece of an artifact related to the actual role that they were being hired for. So for example, they had to submit a coaching conversation. If a client has this issue, this is what is present in our curriculum, and this is what they stated is how they're currently experiencing implementing this thing in their business, how would you respond? So I think one of the important things related to the interview process that helps you release control and release control with trust is being able to have an authentic insight into how people will actually perform on the job. 
And the only way you're going to be able to know that is if if in your interview process, you have actual performance tasks, things that they actually have to do and execute, which will be related to the role in which they're being hired for. Hey there, I know you're enjoying this conversation, but I just wanted to pop in real quick to make sure that you knew about Seven Figure Educator Live. It is the event for black education consultants. And I host it as an opportunity for you to get in the room and get the transformation that you need for your education consulting business to cross the seven figure mark. So I want you to head to the show notes and click the link sevenfigureeducator.com to be able to learn all about the event and get your seat so that way you can join us. I'll see you there. The other piece that we ensure to include in their onboarding process is we operate with folks taking time to actually be able to learn our company for two straight weeks. And they're gonna need more time, right? Cause they're not gonna be able to learn everything that they need to know about our company in two weeks. But I have a hard, hard rule and boundary that you do not take on any work in our company for your first two weeks being a new team member. Your responsibility is to learn. So we have a learning management platform that we use for our clients. We also use that for our employee onboarding process. So just as we have curriculum and modules for our clients to support them in growing their business, we actually have curriculums and modules for our new team members. We have modules such as our company culture, our company values, our strategic plan. There is a whole module about me. So that way people can learn my leadership style. They can learn my pet peeves. They can learn about my background. They can learn about my strength finders, my Myers-Briggs. They know that I have a bias towards data, towards goals. So in other words, I need you to get to the point. Like, I love you and I, I, I want to be side by side with you, but I need the bottom line. It is important for our new team members to know who I am, my leadership style, such that they are aware of that when they're joining our team. So they spend the first two weeks of their onboarding process with us just going through those modules. During those times, I have weekly check-ins with them at the beginning of the week. I also, during their first two weeks, have an end of week check-in with them to be able to debrief all that they're learning and answer the questions that might come up through that process. So that's the first piece of releasing control is hiring team members to support client development, which means that you have to hire well and you have to train them well. The second strategy that I use in my business to help release control is I have to accept that there are going to be some decisions that I can't make. In order for us to run a seven-figure company, I cannot be the only decision maker. Because if it is up to me to make every single decision, so I'm going to be late, right? I would be the bottleneck to the business, which means that I have to empower my team to make certain decisions on my behalf, which means they have to know myself. They have to know my values, our company mission and vision and values to make the best informed decision in the moment in order to support our company and to move forward. So a part of of creating this type of culture where folks are making decisions on your behalf is you have to set the type of company culture where we don't ask for permission, we ask for forgiveness. And a part of that is defining what are the things that I absolutely need to be included on and anything outside of that, 
you should feel empowered to be able to make that decision on your own. And that's a type of decision that I'm okay with. Even if you make the wrong decision or the decision that I wouldn't make, it's going to be okay. And you can ask for forgiveness. We'll talk through it and we'll keep moving forward. So an example of that, that I have had in my business, my team, they make lots of decisions on my behalf And I had a team member who oversees some of our copy. They draft some of our copy and they were using some of our previous copy to write copy for an upcoming campaign. And in writing the copy, they just wrote something that I would write it differently. And it was important for enough for me to actually be able to tweak it and change it. Some things that were different, I'm like, oh, that's really not a big deal. But this thing was something that I did want to tweak and change. So I just told them. I just gave them the feedback. They tweaked it. They changed it. We kept it moving. So that's just an example of when you set up your team members to be able to make the decisions, you're clear around what types of decisions that they should be empowered to make, what types of decisions they should include you in on. When they don't make the decision you would make, it's not the end of the world. Let's just talk about it. I'll give you some feedback. We'll keep it moving. And finally, the third strategy and thought that I wanted to share with you regarding releasing control is that your commitment to control is actually a manifestation of your lack of trust. And when I say your lack of trust, I don't necessarily mean your team. And that might be true. That might be the case. But if you don't trust your team, you actually don't trust yourself. When you feel this commitment to, I have to be in the weeds, I have to be a part of everything, I need to be informed, nothing can be done without me, it's actually a reflection of you don't trust the decisions that you make, you may not have trust the people that you put in place, or you may not trust your ability to actually succeed and hit your goals. So let me give you a quick example, because a part of my work as a leader of being able to grow to a place to give up control is understanding that I'm a winner. And at the end of the day, I am not built for anything but winning. Do I take L's? Yes, sure I do. But my bounce back game is tight, right? So when it comes to things that I delegate to my team, even if my team doesn't make the best decision or if they made a decision that was different from mine, I have to understand I'm still going to win, right? That there is nothing too big, too great that my team could do that would completely turn my business upside down and cause me not to win. Because at the end of the day, I trust myself enough to know that whatever comes my way, whatever I'm faced with in my business, that I can come out on the other side bigger, better, and stronger. And because I trust myself to win, and again, that doesn't mean that I don't take L's because sis has a number of L's, but it does mean that I trust myself to get up and keep going. So I share with that with you because if you are struggling with control, I would offer up to you the opportunity to reflect around what are the areas in which you actually have not built trust within yourself yet. And by doing that work, it's going to position you to be able to reflect the level of trust to your team that you are actually modeling within yourself. So those are the three strategies and recommendations that I would share related to what it looks like in your company to be able to release control. The first one was hiring team members to support client delivery. 
The second was positioning your team to not seek for permission, but to seek forgiveness. And then lastly, understanding the relationship between control and trusting yourself. It is my greatest desire for you that you trust yourself, you trust your team to be able to deliver on the vision that you have for your business because when you win, our kids and our communities win. Thank you for joining me on this episode of the Seven Figure Educator Podcast and I look forward to having you on the next episode. 